The Internal Coaching Podcast is exactly that, a podcast for anyone involved in establishing, running or developing a coaching program within an organisation. We want to answer your questions and support you in developing the best coaching program within your organisation by speaking with those who have already been there. For additional resources and new episodes, check out possible.ie forward slash podcast. In this episode, we take a look back on our first five interviews so far. Our last question for every interviewee is always, what one piece of advice would you have for somebody looking to set up, refine or expand an internal coaching program? We never get only one, thankfully, because this is where the real gold is. Let's have a listen. I've had the pleasure of interviewing five great coaches in different organisations at different levels and from different backgrounds. You'll hear common themes across all five, including take your time to really think about what you were bringing coaching into the business for, what is its purpose and how does that align to the overall business strategy. Think about how you will maintain standards and how you'll communicate this to build trust and support within the company and staying true to your professional beliefs as a coach know that it'll take time to build something out and have fun. First up, we started with Eva Kovac from episode two. Can it be a couple? I'll allow you to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. So I think most important is really understand where the business is going. What are some of the pain points that coaching can be a leverage, especially if you're thinking strategically or if you're thinking more systemically also work with HR closely because what I found coaching is best leverage where right? it's part of an integrated development program so for example we have uh, an award-winning uh, uh, development program where, where we build this inclusive talent pipeline where we deploy group and individual coaching simultaneously on the other hand, there are other interventions like uh, dialogues for senior leaders. In some of the programs, there is leadership program involved in the same program. So how can it be part of something bigger, which is addressing a strategic challenge? And this is where you need to be very, very close to HR in, in your thinking. The other one, the third one, which I would suggest alongside focus on business, work with HR closely is stay true to your professional beliefs and i think working as an internal coach and also managing an internal coaching uh, uh, faculty well in uh, ethically is not a small thing because you need to be very very mindful of your role as a coach within a system which you're part of because you also have a day job and the way you interact with colleagues might not actually be aligned to how you need to be interacting uh, as a coach. So being very, very clear about your boundaries and then standing for them, even if that means you're actually challenging some of the ways things are done in the business, it's important. And I remember my Sally Bonivar, my boss, telling me when I started to become an executive coach in the company, Evie, you're doing the best job when you are at the edge of being fired. 
So we as coaches are all about being in good relationship, being in a trusted relationship, but also inviting the client to going beyond where they would be go, going um, on their own. So how can you do that? But how can you do that not just as a coach in your coaching relationship, but also as the professional who leads coaching in a business? Because I think that's, that's, that's very important. And what I found whenever I represent coaching in any conversation, if I come from the, belief or I, from the mindset I hold as a coach and I'm relational uh, and I'm in a dialogue that actually always says coaching, so I, I never think about selling coaching because at one level, you know, when we charge for it, we are selling it. On the other hand, if I'm just, I'm in a dialogue and inquiring and, you know, genuinely am curious about what the client needs, even if I'm talking to HR about a particular challenge they have as an HR professional or a business leader, I found that actually help them to understand what coaching is and then open them up to work with coaching or use coaches, or whatever was most appropriate. And often, when we had these sorts of conversations, sometimes it turned out, it's not coaching what they need. And then being able to say, look, how can I point you to another colleague who actually maybe offers something that is more useful here, and it's not coaching. Eva Kovac, thanks a million for your time. No problem at all. Next up, it's Orla Scott, episode three. Mm, I was thinking about this, so I'm going to... And I think I've referred to this, um, Paul, it's around, you know, what's the main purpose of it? Because one of the things that I found, and this certainly happened to me at the beginning, was I was so enthusiastic. I was like something, you know, this evangelical person, you know, know, coaching was the answer to everything, you know. And I've since found that (laughs) it (laughs) dialed down a bit um, while still maintaining the passion and the focus. So I think it's, you know, what's the main purpose of it? What is it there to do? So it's not coaching for coaching, say. What's the individual or the organization going to to get out of it and be very clear around that? And most of all, pay a huge amount of attention to the, the, the building blocks of trust and the building blocks of relationships, because that's whether it's at the very top of an organization, whether it's from a HR perspective, dealing with within HR, coach to coach or coach to HR professional or, you know, external into an organization. That sense of collaboration and co-creation and trust is super, super important. And you can't pay enough attention to it. That would be my main piece of advice and learning um, over the years. Nice. Orla Scott, thanks a million for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Now, it's David O'Grady from episode four. Yeah, you know, I, I, I had a feeling you were going to ask this, Paul. Um, uh, so, you know, I was trying to think and I, I came up with three. So I'm going, I'm going to be greedy and share maybe three pieces of advice. Um, the first one I would say is to, for people to take their time uh, with this, because, you know, when you get so enthusiastic about some, something and you've had the benefit of something, you just sort of want to run out and <laughs> tell the world, God, this is, this is going to change the game uh, for ourselves. Um, so I would say take your time and, you know, be clear on, you know, what's going to be your communication strategy? Are you clear in terms of how this process is actually going to work? Have you got your templates in place just from a practical standpoint? So it looks professional when you're dealing with managers and dealing with employees. 
is there potentially a sponsor out there for yourself that might be, you know, be, be a support for yourself um, as well? The second thing I would say is um, if you can't at all enlist the help of a coaching supervisor, I was fortunate enough to, to enlist the help of our um, previous trainer, Alba Harrington, um, as my coaching supervisor, because when you're starting off on this, you're inevitably going to get dragged into potential ethical pitfalls that you yeah. just can't see as you're starting off. It's just, it's just part of the learning process. Um, and it's fabulous to have a sounding board where you can just pick up the phone and say, listen, am I taking the right approach here? The things I should be aware of and somebody just go, okay, David, just watch out here because you go down a road that isn't going to benefit either you, the coachee or the manager in that regard as well. So I mean, that sounding board is, is great. And the third thing I would say to people is, you know, have fun with it. Um, I think, um, <laughs> and this sort of ties back in with myself of not, not calling yourself an executive coach. You know, you're, you're, you're a developing coach uh, internally. And, and even while your skill level is, a, is at a basic level, if, if it is at a basic level, you're going to benefit people by simply, you know, being attentive listener and asking them questions. They're going to get a benefit out of the session. And what I found, Paul, when I started off in this for the first 100 hours is I used to write at the top of my page, um, have fun because I, I fully understood that I'm going through a learning process. Some of these sessions will go well, some of them will go bad. I'm a great believer that the bad ones are the ones that we get the most learning out of um, and do a reflection on that and go forward. And um, if, you, if you do that and you, and you stay the course, it will be one of the most gratifying experiences of your life because people will start dropping you an email a few weeks later, maybe a few months later, and they will refer to the transformation that they've had in their lives in the very same way that I shared at the start of this, the transformation coaching had in my own personal career uh, many years back. David O'Grady, thanks a million for your time. Thank you, Paul. Only two to go, but here's Andrea Dermody, episode five. So I, I'll start at the, where we started today. We start with the why. Think about why are you doing this? You know, are you doing this because a business leader came to you and said, this co company has coaching and we don't. Are you doing this because it's the, the latest, greatest and it's not coaching. It's been around for a long time. Or are you do, why are we doing this? What is the question that this will answer? Now, we've talked a lot about the different ways in which a coaching culture can really enhance your organization. It can make it a more learning organization, much more agile. It can ensure that you're encouraging innovation. It can help you to avoid conflict. It can help to mitigate against unconscious bias. But you need to decide for your business what question is coaching helping you to answer? And articulate that in the language of the business. Look at the strategy of your organization. Look at the goals of your organization. What is your organization trying to achieve? And then how does coaching enhance that? Starting there and not jumping, which is our inclination as human beings, not jumping to let's do lots of things. Starting with the thinking piece, that's where you add value as a HR professional as a, and as a leader in an organization in starting slowly and thinking about the why. That's my, my biggest piece of advice. Take that strategic view. Think about why you're doing it and link it to business challenges. Andrea, thanks a million for your time. Thank you, Paul. I've enjoyed the discussion. Finally, from episode six, it's Kim Holmes. I think having somebody who either a strong leader or an executive sponsor who can 
who can talk to the coach and who's experienced it and can support it in conversations when they aren't about coaching. So every now and again, I think in many organizations, you might get a snide remark or somebody saying, oh, that person's under coaching. So that sponsor or that person that heads up that talks to the coaching and defends it and promotes it strongly is very important. And the other thing is maintaining internal standards and a community. Mm. So those are the two things that I would, I would suggest. Kim Holmes, thanks a million for your time. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Great. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed our summary of the first five interview episodes of the Internal Coaching Podcast. I'd like to add one other thought, if I may. Just do it. A number of our guests so far have talked about piloting an initial program. That takes some of the risk out and makes it an easier sell internally. I think sometimes we have a tendency to get too into the detail and that can throw up reasons not to do something. Sometimes something can appear so big that it's unwieldy. Sometimes we just make excuses like these to avoid what is really going on. If we can help in any way, whether it's coaching support while you implement something internally or help you scope out an initial framework, get in touch. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to be a guest, have any comments or are curious about any topics in particular, get in touch with us on podcast at possible.ie.